Next on BYU Sports Nation, coping mechanisms for an unfortunately unforgettable BYU basketball setback. What happened? College football analyst and hoops analyst Blaine Fowler tries to explain what happened, plus the reverse curse backfires. Yeah, 17 plus in the worst way in our going for two picks. And big deal, no deal. Jimmer Fredette is now available for NBA teams to sign. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play. Why is the score still up? In the Orleans Arena, Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah, why, why is the score still up? From last Why night? It's the score on the scoreboard still up. What in the world? And of, it's, of course, of it's perfectly it's perfectly positioned in the background. My voice is going out. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, whoever, really? Seriously? Yeah, whoever decided to leave that up yeah. needs oh. to have a serious talking oh, we to. we know some people. And Good it's not going to change anything. The show... Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, even after a 31-point loss. Tuesday, March 7th, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with second-team all-WCC photo bomber, Jerem Jordan. Now, we've always wanted to be on TV, Mm -hmm. so last night... We got our chance. We got our chance. We sat on press row, and we just happened to be behind... The ESPN talent. Calculated position. Dave O'Brien and John Barry. With our with our computers, our BYU radio BYU stickers radio. showing for all to see yeah. on ESPN two. Which doesn't make sense on BYU TV at all. We have, we have BYU radio stickers for radio wait, what? <laughs> How do you listen to see it? Yeah, anyways. This is radio vision, right? It's radio vision, that's right. So yeah, that happened. So we, we got on TV. You wanna know what my moral victory very was last exciting, night? Right? You wanna know what my first moral victory was last night? Oh boy, here we go. Meeting Dick Vitale. Yeah, you Oh, oh You yeah. met Dick Vitale. Yeah. Well I sat in a van waiting for you. <laughs> so thanks for that. <laughs> and a shout out to Julian Riley for taking pictures of the whole thing. Julian's always got his camera. He really right. does. Well, Doc- most people documented it all. Yes. Julian, you see the man in the truck raising his hand? Yeah. Yes. The irony is he just put himself on TV. <laughs> Right? That was well played on his part. Yeah, yeah. Now, if he can do something about the score behind us, I'd really start to appreciate what he does. Can you believe that? No. Why is it still up? Why is that score still up? You can't turn off the scoreboard? Really? You got to leave the, the worst loss in the Dave Rose era up on the scoreboard? Come on, man. Unfortunately. And we keep showing it, too. That leads us into our headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. Hey, this energy, energetic music is way too energistic. Huh? I don't know. Men's basketball lost the West Coast Conference semifinals to St. Mary's 81-50. to In case you missed the scoreboard for the first three minutes of the show. The worst loss in the Dave Rose era and fewest points scored by BYU this season. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in, in uh, you know, just uh, how we kind of responded to challenges uh, early in that uh, first half. And and then when the game, you know, kind of got away from us, they, they were just every single thing that they do and practice and work on and they're good at, 
they were able to just kind of pick us apart. And it seemed like we got a little bit slower as the game went on as far as trying to react to what they were doing. So, Jeff Goodman of ESPN tweeted out last night, I'm not sure I've ever seen a team dominate another team three times in the same season the way I've seen St. Mary's do to BYU. Much more coming up on the carnage. Yes. BYU, that by the way, Mary's BYU last night. awaits a likely NIT bid Sunday. Yeah. They were in position to have a home game, according to NYC Buckets, but after last night, you have to wonder, right? And who knows? It's one bracket. Games begin you know I mean? next Tuesday or Wednesday. Can't wait for that. Women's basketball also lost to St. Mary's, 59-49 in the semifinals. <sighs> Had a seven-point lead at halftime. St. Mary's. St. Mary's. Mackenzie Pulse first scored 16 in the loss. BYU could also get a bid to the WNIT and begin play next week as well. I need to come up with a new St. Mary's face. Yeah. Well, no, that was pretty good. I, I'm not sure you can uh, be uglier than that, to be honest. <laughs> Juddy face. We need Juddy face, St. Mary's face, all faces, right? Spring football continues for BYU. Oh, hey, hey, football, hey, Gerald. Hey, football. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now that is something to get excited about. Something else. They held practice again yesterday. Head coach Kalani Sitake told the media following practice that one of the focuses is to build depth, especially on the offensive line. I think for us, we want to have uh, just more than just the five starters. And so if we can get some guys that can play the game, and if we feel good about nine guys getting significant reps, that'll help us out even more. But um, the goal is to get as many starters as possible. Well, there you go. Someone just tweeted, uh, let's see, who is it? Yes, it is about building at, depth, by the way, Kalani. What do you got for us on Twitter, Jerem? At Lawson Born. Scoot three feet to your right. Cover dat scoreboard. <laughs> yeah. It's, be- it's becoming a theme of the show, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> hey, other things in BYU sports. The men's volleyball team's number three in the coaches' poll. Fifth straight week. BYU plays at number nine, Pepperdine, this week. And that sets up. So if BYU wins both this weekend in volleyball, next week BYU plays Hawaii, who's won like nine matches in a row. They're really, really good. On BYU TV next week. Then the next week, Long Beach State. Like these huge okay. matches okay. in volleyball, which is something else. That it is. And by the way, there are two teams ranked in their respective rankings on campus right now among the spring sports. Softball as well, back in the top 25. I want to mention lacrosse beat number two Grand Canyon last night, by the way. Lacrosse is top five. Well, there you go. I, I'm reaching for things. Hey, don't, you don't have to reach that far. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Thanks. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What happened in Vegas? Unfortunately for BYU basketball, the rule of what happens here stays here does not apply no. when the game is played on national television for all the world to see. Jerem tweeted out last night, and I thought this was really well played. This game is unfortunately unforgettable. Mm-hmm. History made for all of the wrong reasons. Number one, 31 point loss marks the worst in the 12 year Dave Rose head coaching era. Number two, BYU had never lost to the same team three times in the same season until last night. And number three, the Cougars have not missed the NCAA tournament in back-to-back seasons under Dave Rose. And now that is going to happen. Well, aren't you full of great news today? 
<sighs> St. Mary's. Yeah, they're kind of just collectively in BYU's head. This young BYU team, right? Yeah, BYU's number. Randy Bennett must have been the first person to call Dave Rose at his new phone in the Merritt Center Annex. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Are we shocked, though? I mean, we're shocked. No, we're no. shocked because of the way the loss yeah, happened, yeah, right? Like, yeah. it was so lopsided. Nobody anticipated that. But we've been saying this for a long time. This is a horrible matchup for this specific BYU basketball team. We said this yesterday. We warned you that the, this stage-level hurricane DEFCON one gale force wind was coming, right? <laughs> we told you. St. Mary's is really good, and it's a terrible matchup for BYU because they are the opposite. I said they're the BYU-Idaho of NCAA basketball. Patient, uh, conservative, defensive, all, the, all these awesome things, right? I wore a Rick's College t-shirt just to make everyone feel better. Yesterday, by the way, about that. Yeah, nicely played. Yeah. So at, at one go, point, they made eleven straight shots in the yeah, second half. Yeah, we told you this was a bad matchup. We told you, okay. Uh, we just didn't see it playing out to this extreme. The disappointment is not that BYU lost; it's that BYU got worked hard, and that BYU was never in the game, and that it didn't look like BYU knew what to do. That St. Mary's was just absolutely better, and that's really frustrating. Moving forward, that's got to change. This has to be a catalyst for change. The men's volleyball team got out-aced and served off the court against Ohio State in the national championship game. You yes. know what BYU did in the offseason? All Served. they did was work on that. And they're the number one team in the league in that category. That change, it was a catalyst for change. I hope there's something similar with BYU next season. BYU had one assist at halftime. I think they it finished five the game in the like game. five. Yeah, Emmett Narr for St. Mary's alone had 11. He had 11 by himself. Someone tweeted, I've seen more assists in a soccer game. Oh, boy. <laughs> tweeted it right. Okay, well, again, this is, this is a young, and I know people hate that word right now, BYU basketball team. Mission trips aren't an athletic advantage. Can it's last night done. be the ultimate It's done. It's, it's over. So what now? Well, like Jerem said, you learn to adjust. You mature as a team. Elijah Bryant talked about utilizing this game as a motivational turning point for the careers of the current BYU basketball players. Um, I think moving forward, we just have to let it sting and be able to learn and grow from this. Like Coach said, we're a young team, but we still have to allow this to sting. That way it can motivate us for our next game. Let it sting. Let it sting. Right? Brutal. Brutal, but... It does sting. It stung mostly in the first half. Dave Rose echoed the sentiment from Elijah Bryant. Well, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a young group, and, and hopefully we'll be able to continue to play. We've got to learn this whole process. And like Elijah said, you, you, you think you can avoid it, but it's, uh, it, it, it's usually the way you grow. You get challenges, and you figure out how you're going to respond to them. And, you know, we're in a spot right now where I know the guys want to play again, and hopefully we'll get that opportunity to do it somewhere. They will. NIT. They'll be in the NIT. They're going to be in the NIT. 22 wins and 11 losses will put BYU squarely in the NIT. Yep. With a win against the number one ranked team in the country on the road. Okay? so we, Yeah, that happened. Nine, nine days previous to what happened last night. Holy cow. That happened. A shout-out for this tweet-in from at one bald Cairo doc, a voice of reason amidst the Twitter mob. Uh-oh. Quote, 
Show me a Division One team with three sophomores and two freshman starters, four freshmen, two sophomores, two juniors, zero seniors who are able to play on the bench with 22 wins. Court maturity does matter. You know what that is, Jerem? That's a moral victory, right? I don't like moral victories. I know. I like actual victories. Me too. I like them way better. But you have to assess this BYU team for what it is. And that's what that tweet does. I mean, as I said, the most hated and debated word all year by BYU fans when describing this team has been young, youth, immature. But it wasn't brought it wasn't us that initially brought this up last night. It was Dave Rose. From scoring points and it's hard to score against these guys. Now you missed the first part of that soundbite, but he said this is a young team. He he used the word. Because we were having people tweet at us like, Hey, can you guys not use the word young or youth tomorrow on the show? Dave, Dave Rose brought it up, so we're going to discuss it because it's relevant. It's relevant to what's yeah, happening right now. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm just tired of it, you know. Exactly. It's okay to be tired of it. It's okay because it's been so discussed. Our Twitter question today, look, we need you to dig down deep inside, okay, and tell us how in the world you process all this. Jerem, if you will. How are you coping with the result of last night's BYU versus St. Mary's game? I'm going to throw something out of that scoreboard, probably what I'm going to do. At YFanGirl underscore JB. Knowing even though I feel crappy, the team and coaches feel 100 times worse. These guys are young and the next two years. Okay. At Man Called Big Cam. I'm not. (laughs) I like that answer. I like that. Oh, at Man Called Big Cam probably is choosing not to cope because he's partially aware of our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU is 0-5 versus Gonzaga and St. Mary's in the West Coast Conference Tournament. 0-4 against Gonzaga. 0-1 against St. Mary's. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember who That's tweeted rough. it last night, but somebody was like, hey, can we wait six years to play St. Mary's in the West Coast Conference Tournament again? <laughs> you know these two teams are playing in the semis again next year. Mark it down. Okay. It's, it, hey, yeah, hey guys, it's going to. Hey well, guys, why yeah. don't we do something different? Let's do something different. To kinda, I, I don't know. We haven't ever taken a phone call from a listener on this show. And we've got Jason from Salt Lake, and he okay. says he can bring things up a little bit for Jason? us. So let, let's go out to the phones to Jason and Salt Lake. Are we really doing this? On hey, guys. First time, long time. Jason. Uh, this is Shep. Hi, Shep. How are you guys doing? Uh, doing, well, how do you think we're doing? We're doing wonderful. Yeah, no, no. I trust me. I totally get it. Last night was rough, and all of BYU Sports Nation today obviously down. Yeah. However, I know something that can make us all feel better today. Okay. Hit it! Countdown to the Vikings. One seventy-two. Yeah. Something yeah. else. Yeah. 172. Yeah. We will we're, we will embrace in. it today, my friend. We are in. Guys, we will embrace it today. Yeah, today. This we'll see. can begin the healing process. <laughs> this is what it's all about. Oh my today. goodness. The healing begins now. Digital confetti. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Hey, Jason. It's uh yes. 
for once with the countdown. It's great to talk to you, it's man. It's actually great to talk to you, Jason. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how to handle this with both of you being so positive about the countdown this morning. Yeah, well, don't well, get it, used to it, okay? Long. It, don't get uh, used I, I to it. I don't know how long it is for. <laughs> Hey, thanks! Thanks for the uh, the inaugural call on this calls. on this show. Yeah. The first yes. call in viewer, Jason it from is Salt my Lake. Oh, that's hilarious. All right, Shep, we'll talk to you soon, man. Uh, All right, see you guys. One seventy two. Seventy two. We're still too far out. Countdown to the really Vikings. Get into it. What's Trending brought to you by Ahern Rentals, offering commercial and residential high-lift equipment at more than 80 locations nationwide, including one which we passed on the way to the arena, right? Ahern Did. Rentals. Yeah. We'll keep it rolling on Twitter throughout the show. Coming up on BYU Sports Nation, our guy, Blaine Fowler, tries to bring reason to the unreasonable last night. How does a 31-point loss happen, and how can it be a good thing? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcasting on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Hey, coming up Saturday, baseball is back on BYU TV. The Bad Cats will make their debut Saturday at 2 Eastern on BYU TV. You can also listen to the game on BYU Radio and the apps. Our Twitter question today, how are you coping with the result of last night's BYU-St. Mary's basketball game? At CougarFan tweets in this, what game? It's men's volleyball season! Well, men's volleyball is really going to heat up the next couple of weeks. At Pepperdine this weekend, and then home to Hawaii, who's top three with BYU, and then Long Beach State the week after, who's number two in the country, number one in the conference right now. It's going to be awesome. Compelling and rich. Yes, as our friend Brother Burgundy once Mm. said. Joining us now... A man who also has great hair, great swag, who honestly probably could be an anchor in the San Diego yeah, market. No touching of the in, hand. In the 80s. Hair and face, and that's yes. it. Yeah. Blaine Fowler, Uncle B in the Orleans Arena. T-shirt day. The old days in San Diego. Yes, in <laughs> San Diego. Why is the score up behind us still? It's Isn't that ru- messed it's up? It's just rubbing it in. It's just not nice. Yeah, who is this they, a calculated move by somebody? When I went to Mary's Nation, when I went to walk, I went to walk in this morning, I didn't have my credential on. Lay says, "Where are you going?" And I said, oh, "I'm going up to do a BYU show." She goes, "Is BYU still in this tournament?" <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just rubbing it in. BYU Sports Nation is still here, lady. Why would you? Why would you be here? <laughs> yeah, she was confused, and I was confused. Maybe this is Alex <laughs> Jensen. Maybe this is yeah, the St. Mary's yeah, play-by-play guy. Yeah. It's like. Hey, can you? Uh, well, you leave the score up her, from last night. Her question was, "Where are you going?" is a great question. Yeah, that's like where. Where, yeah. where are you going? That's the question for BYU basketball. Yeah, where where is BYU basketball yeah. going? Let's start with this, Blaine. What's the most shocking thing that played out for you in last night's game? It, the the most disappointing and shocking thing was that when shots weren't falling early, and I don't know why. I, I guess I'm not shocked by it because I've seen this as a pattern this season when shots aren't falling early. A team that's as experienced and plays smart, they they go, oh, you know what? Shots aren't falling, so we've got to attack. Let's let's figure out how to manufacture points somehow. Let's go to the rim. Let's get to the free throw line, and then maybe sh- some shots start dropping inside, and then we work our way back again. But but this team, for some reason, when shots don't fall, they just 
keep shooting them thinking that somehow that's going to change and eventually they're going to start falling. And and they just struggled from the outside. And, and I watched that offense as the game progressed and it didn't get more aggressive because shots weren't falling. It got more passive. They they were standing around. There were times in the second half, and I was sitting with with Steve Cleveland and, and with with uh, Dave McCann, and I looked over at Steve, and he looked at me, and he goes, they're standing around. Like, they're they're not attacking right now, and this is the point where when things aren't falling, they've got to figure out a way. Guys weren't running hard um, with, with their cuts. They weren't screening for one another. It just... They got they got very passive, and and part of that is the mentality it takes to play against St. Mary's. It's hard to play against them because they grind you, and they, you know, they they're so meticulous with what they do offensively. They make you um, defend for such a long period, and they want that score to be a little bit lower. And they're they're so good with what they do, and they attack. And then when they get you to collapse defensively, then they kick it out. And they've got so many guys that can shoot threes. They they spread the floor so well. Their spacing is so good that they frustrate you. So if you come down after that and you get six seconds into a shot clock and you huck up a three and you miss and they get the ball back, it's demoralizing because it feels like forever before you're going to get back again. And so, you know, BYU, I was most disappointed that they didn't get more aggressive when they were missing outside shots. And then, then the other thing was is that they just didn't show the maturity – um, to be able to to either change the pace of the game, to have the, the mental toughness to do it, or to play at that pace and be successful. So St. Mary's, again, for a third time this year, is all up in BYU's heads because BYU just cannot play this year um, at that pace. They let St. Mary's dictate everything on the floor last night, and that was disappointing. So what in the world can BYU do, say, next year? BYU returns all five starters. There are a few guys who will be lost from the St. Mary's team, but they return a lot of the guys. What they, can be they, 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 they lose Rayhan, which who who wasn't remarkable last night. He had one. He was one of five last night, um, and they lose Pinal, who's a good guy that comes off the bench yeah. and knocks down. Former starter. They get everybody else back. Hermanson, Landale, Nar, all back. Jordan Hunter back. Yeah. Gonzaga. Now it depends on whether Nigel goes out or not, but but they only lose two. They only have two seniors on that team. Things aren't different next year. And they're Gonzaga. Gonz- I'm just going to yeah, Gonzaga is going to be the league. Awesome again next year, and St. Mary's is going to be awesome again next Who's year. Who's playing for second to play Gonzaga in the So tournament. the difference between now and next year is that those teams are they're already veteran teams right now, and they stay veteran teams next year with a lot of guys that have played a lot of games. For BYU, and I know they're 32, well, they're 32 games into the season now, so they should have been better last night than they are. But the fact is still there that... They were even changing 10 games into the season of who was going to be out on the floor together. And injuries combined with these guys being, this is the first tournament these guys have played together in since, well, since the guys at Lone Peak were together in high school. I mean, it's been four or five years. And so this is the ter- first tournament these guys have been together. And mentally, I didn't think they, they did well last night. And I, I didn't think the effort was great. I thought they came out and played hard at the very, very beginning. But as soon as shots didn't fall from the outside, and I didn't like that their first two shots were contested threes. As soon as they didn't fall, um, I, I thought that their body language wasn't good, and I think I think that their effort dropped off. I think they were frustrated, um, and that you know that's easy to it's easy to get frustrated against St. Mary's. So next year, St. Mary's going to do the same stuff. So, so they're going to have to somehow in this off season, as they're together, figure out a way to be mentally tougher against a team like St. Mary's, to be able to muster up the energy to do something defensively to change the pace of the game. The only way you speed St. Mary's up is to get up on them. 
St. Mary's rarely, well, I don't know if they have this year at all, other than Gonzaga, tried to play from behind where they felt like, oh, man, we better go get some buckets. They, they kind of play from a position at of being Pacific ahead. Pacific was like the only right? other game. And so, so BYU never put St. Mary's in the three meetings this year behind the eight ball where they were aggressive um, and forced St. Mary's to think, oh, do we need to get down there and make a, make a basket? St. Mary's can just plod along all game long. So the way you speed St. Mary's up is you play lights out defense, you get in their faces, you force turnovers, you get out in transition, and that speeds the game up. And then you get up on them, and then you see if they're patient enough, even with their experience, to play at their pace and say, hey, we're going to stay with our game plan. BYU gets behind on St. Mary's, and then they play in a panic because they feel like they're never going to get the ball back, and it's really, really evident because bad shots compound themselves and get worse as the game progresses. And BYU's guards, so you you look at their BYU's guard shot 24% from the field last night. They were, they were in a rush, and, and the bigs didn't probably get enough touches, and Mika was on the on the bench a lot with fouls. If you take, and I'm talking guards' wings because BYU and St. Mary's do similar. They start two big guys and then then three players that can play on the perimeter. So if you look at Hermanson, who they list as a four, but he really is a three-point shooter and plays on the outside. He's a guy that can rebound. Um, and then Emmett Nahr and, and Rahan. Rahan only one for five. But you take those three, they shot 45.5% in this game. And in tournaments, guards win games. Yes. You know, you, your guards have to be solid because they're going to get you into what you're you're going to do. They set the pace. They set the tone for what you're doing. They're the ones that typically are either turning the ball or not turning the ball over. They're the ones that are pressuring defensively on the outside. So the guard play has got to get more consistent, and they've got to be better, and, and they have to, in a game like St. Mary's, be able to say, you know what, we're going to dictate the pace, but we're going to do it defensively because we are going to be all up in St. Mary's face and, and force them to be uncomfortable offensively. You guys were there last night. Did you ever see a moment in that game when St. Mary's looked the least bit uncomfortable offensively? No. no. BYU no. was never in that game, and that's probably the biggest frustration is just like the game in Provo. I thought there would be some adjustments. The one adjustment I did see defensively was BYU went under screens. St. Mary's missed the first couple, but then they made a couple of threes. Yeah, and then it was they like, were 13 hey, of 25 from the three-point line. Yeah, they, they right. shot 52% from three. They shot over, just under 56% from the field, St. Mary's did. And so when it numbers. It, it, BYU's not going to match St. Mary's just shooting jump shots. You so. know, they, they have to play an attack. BYU should get to the free-throw line more. They need to, they need to go. St. Mary's doesn't foul. They just don't Well, and, and they play the gap so well, and they play such good team defense, but that means to get them where they're not in a great position to defend without fouling, you have to have better ball movement. Yeah. You have to cut harder. The you want to take, you, you take a lesson, go to the game before, and watch Jared. If, if our guards want to take a lesson, watch Jared Brownridge for a, game, for a game. Watch him against Gonzaga last night. Watch him in any game. That guy, when he's on offense, when he is, when he's going to come off of a screen and he's on the right side of the floor, he will go from zero to sixty-five miles an hour as hard as he can run off of two screens and come around to get the basketball to get open. And and if he doesn't get open, he'll just circle back around. And he'll do it again. He will run the other team into the ground, chasing him around. And he is relentless with what he's what he's doing offensively. And when he gets the ball, if shots aren't falling and people are up in his face, he will attack and get to the free throw line or get to the rim or draw multiple defenders to him because he's so aggressive with what he's doing. Then he kicks it out, and and then his other guys like Hauser have 
wide open jump shots. And that's what I was disappointed with last night, that we did not attack the way we needed to and, and for long enough. So if your first option isn't there, because guess what? St. Mary's is really good defensively. They get into those gaps and they take it away and the rotations are good. So you got to attack harder. Then you got to kick the ball. Then there has to be ball movement. So when they're now adjusting and rotating back, now you have an angle where you can attack and they're not in a good position and they foul or you get to the rim. I had a few people asking me last night, Okay, Spencer, I, I need a silver lining. What What's my silver lining in this loss? I need something positive to think about. And honestly, gold. I was like, I, I, got, I got nothing right now. But I thought about it through the night, and I, and I was like, okay, maybe the one thing that BYU can take away from this is sometimes teams have to hit rock bottom as like a launching point, a launching pad for bigger and better things. 22 and 11 is not rock bottom. Or 21-11. But in terms of a specific game, it yeah. doesn't get any lower than this for a Dave Rose team, right? Literally. It, this is the worst loss, most lopsided, in the Dave Rose era. Yeah. So, in a way, Blaine, could this be a good thing? In any way, do you see any good coming from this low point? Uh, and maybe, I don't know, be, maybe they'll they'll stop. And I don't know, because Dave Rose has never... Dave, he talked a little bit about youth... But, but I've talked to him. Dave doesn't use that as an excuse. He's like, we're this many games into the season. These guys have to play better. We've got to get through to these guys. We've got to... And so he doesn't use it as an excuse. Don't think that he does. You guys mentioned that in the post game. He said, we're still young. And what he's referring to is they still do some things in games where you go, well, it's the first time they've been in a tournament game, this group, in college. You know, and so so there is that. But he doesn't, he doesn't use that as an excuse. He thinks that they should be performing at a higher level than there. But maybe... This is a humbling enough experience that the guys on the floor will go, okay, enough with we're young, enough with going, hey, I can just keep doing what I'm doing, and eventually this is going to get better. What do I have to do differently as an individual player to get better? Do I have to defend harder? Do I have to, do I have to work harder offensively to get free, to get open? You know, What is it that I need to do to change the outcome of games against really good teams like this, um, maybe that's what it does. And if it does that, then that's a good thing. If it, it causes these guys, and I like that Elijah said, this needs to sting. Because when something stings, then you think, okay, what do I need to do individually that can help this team to get better? I think the answer for a number of these guys is, I need to play with way more effort defensively. Because that's where this team, if this team can get out and run, they're really, really good when they're getting out and running. But if you don't get out and run, if you don't get stops. So if you don't get rebounds and get the ball out, if you don't get steals and get the ball out, you don't run. So when St. Mary's is shooting almost 56% from the field and 52% from three, there's not very many run opportunities, right? And St. Mary's, they turned the ball over seven times last night. So there weren't very many opportunities in transition. So BYU had very few opportunities to do what they do best. So how many fast break points did BYU have last night? Zero. Zilch. And and that's where they're most comfortable. And so maybe they look at it and go, if we're going to be where we're most comfortable, then I'm going to have to play better defense with more effort and pay attention to the fundamentals and scout the guys that I'm playing a little bit better and pay more attention to that scouting report and do what these coaches are asking. If that happens, then this is a good thing. And now the good news is they're not done playing. So they get to get out in the NIT. We see if they learned anything from this experience. And 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 I, I you know I think that they can play with better effort. I think they can play better defensively. You want a silver lining. When I look at the individual players from a physical standpoint, skill set. They match up fine with St. Mary's. They're they're not as physically gifted as Gonzaga is right now. You know, but but they are physically good enough 
to be a top 20 team if they'll play together, play defense, and do everything that they need to do. Yeah, during the second half, I started to think about other things, like like football. 172 <laughs> days until BYU at Portland State. I just did. 172, Blaine. It's spring ball right now. It's spring ball it's right spring now. Spring football, man. So, yeah. I hope BYU's offense in football is more efficient. <laughs> yes, we than do. BYU was. And they, I think they will be. You're two a Ty Detmer. This is exciting. Generally, the growth, the biggest term, like growth exponential happens from year one to year two. Defense is a way easier to implement. It is. Because once you get the guys in the right gap and you tell them what their gap is and where they're supposed to go, then it's just like, hey, and then just go get those guys. Where with offense, it's make a read while you're running your route. Quarterback, make a read during your drop. That just takes longer. And so I thought the defense was fantastic last year in a first-year defense. But offense this year... Quantum leap offensively. It's going to be fun, fun football season. We got that to look forward to. 172 days away. That is the way, or one of the ways, that we are coping with the result of last night. That's how I'm going to cope. St. Mary's game. Look forward to football. More of your tweets coming up. On the way for BYU Sports Nation, we play Big Deal, No Deal. One of which, Jimmer Fredette is available for NBA teams to sign. You decide. Is that a big deal or no deal? You make the call. I used to love those. Remember those? Yeah. What are they? BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Brady Industries. Clean solutions, a tradition for generations. You know what it is. Welcome back, sports friends. Every Spencer Tuesday Linton. night, he'll give you the biz. Spencer Linton, Spencer Linton, Spencer Linton. We have and to, Jerem Jordan. We have to explain that. Now. In Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV, we're also on demand anytime, anywhere. Yes, there is a rap song made about a high school basketball player in Indiana that has the same exact name as me. He owns at Spencer Linton. You are at Spencer, Spencer underscore Linton. Linton. Yeah. Yes. He, he was apparently a really good high school basketball player. And his buddies made this cheesy... Yeah. Uh, to black and yellow. A very special rap song, yes, to the yeah. black and yellow uh, rhythm. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> hey, if you missed our interview with Blaine Fowler talking about is there a silver lining in what happened last night for BYU against St. Mary's and what in the world BYU does moving forward to try and combat the Gales because they bring back the core of their team next year. The West Coast Conference is just going to be strong again. I mean, it's only going to get better, right? It's only going to get better. I don't care about the strength of the conference. I care about the strength of Brigham. Well, what do they do? Blaine Fowler gave us his opinions, hot takes on BYU Sports Nation. Download the podcast or listen on the BYU Radio app. All right. Shall we refresh today's BYU SN headlines, my friend? Yeah. Okay. Men's basketball. In case you uh, missed it, lost in the semifinals to St. Mary's. 81-50. to 50. Worst loss in the Dave Rose era. Fewest points scored this season. BYU awaiting a likely NIT bid on Sunday. Games begin next Tuesday or Wednesday. The women's team also lost to St. Mary's by 10 in the semifinals. Mackenzie Pulse first scored 16 in the loss. BYU could also get a bid to the WNIT and begin play next week. Spring football continuing for BYU. They had practice yesterday. Head coach Kalani Sitake telling the media following practice that one of the specific focuses is to build depth especially on the offensive line. I think for us, we want to have uh, just more than just the five starters. And so if we can get some guys that can play the game, and if we feel good about nine guys getting significant reps, that'll help us out even more. But um, the goal is to get as many starters as possible. Do it. 
And the men's volleyball team is ranked number three for the fifth week in a row. And the coaches' poll BYU plays at Pepperdine, who's ranked ninth this weekend. You know what? I'm sick and tired of, scare, of staring at that stupid scoreboard behind us. Yeah. Can we do something about You know what? Let's draw the blinds. Draw the blinds. Okay. Draw. There yes. you go. Yeah, we Hallelujah. covered it up. We covered it up. Hallelujah. Good job. Yeah. This is we, ridiculous. Good thing we have industrial light and magic here <laughs> in the truck <laughs> with some special effects. Oh, wait. Hey, did you pull the blinds? No, hey. Come, bring it back down. There okay, we go. There we go. Yeah, we covered it up. A toy with me. Sweet. Come on. Is, I'm tired of this I would, junk. I would say that's a big deal. <laughs> that, that, is, that that's a big deal? Yeah. To cover the scoreboard is a big deal. That we can draw the blinds? Uh-huh. That we have that capability? Yes. Yes. Thank you, Julian. Yeah. <laughs> Point for Julian. Hey, I issued the challenge, right? Oh, David Holliday. Oh, it's David Holliday. Okay. Okay. David so, Holliday. David Holliday. Sorry, Julian. What's, I was going to give you credit holiday? again. David. David Holliday. Yeah. Doc Holiday, the truck in general. Thank Doc, you, truck. Yeah. And by the way, while we have a minute, our crew has been unbelievable. Yeah, let's talk about awesome. that for a sec. The crew has been so cool. As I mentioned last week and ruffled some feathers back in trouble, the A-list crew down here. <laughs> Everybody back so, there is like, the hey, back there like, where the B-list? If you get back here, you're going down. All I mean is we have some of our best people here, and they've done a fantastic job. And everyone's ready to take everything down as soon as the show's over. Yes, go they're, home. they're all waiting. There's all these boxes there's all these, up over here. There's vultures waiting they're to like, just Get grab the set. Here. Yeah. <laughs> but the, all, Michael Miner's over here like, wrap it up. Yeah. In all seriousness, uh, they do an incredible job. And it's Thank hard you. It's Thank hard everybody. to know what goes into this unless you're around it. Oh, yeah. They basically like... The one thing that we see from people that see it for the first time are like, I had no, I had no idea. There's so many people. I involved. had no idea how much setup and preparation like and the logistics. People. Yeah. So thank you to all of our crew. Uh, it, I mean, it's, yeah. this is the Absolutely. literally the least we can do is to thank all of oh, them. Now Gonzaga's on, on the, the show. other scoreboard. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we can do anything about that. Hey, I don't care. You know, we beat you beat Gonzaga. Mary's. Go Zags tonight. Okay. I want them to have a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> yes, please. Go. Zags! I'm not going to scream it like you, but okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. We were going to play Big Deal, No Deal, but now I don't think we have time because, you know what? I don't even care because it's a big deal that we thanked our crew, Jerem, and that we fi- and that yeah. we figured out how to black we'll the scoreboard the screen. Yeah. But really quick, I, I do it's want too your... too much red for me, I'll be honest. I do, I do want your opinion very quickly. What? Just on Jimmer Fredette, that's all. Big Deal, No Deal, that he's available for NBA teams. Uh, it would be a big deal if someone signed him. I don't think it's a big deal that he's available. He's been available. Before. Well, technically not because he was with, he couldn't play until the end of the CBA season, right? You think that you can't just get out of a contract? I'm pretty sure it's you can. 2017, can't. dog. I'm pretty sure you can. You can get out of you these gotta, things. You got to be committed to your team. But I'm with you. I agree with you. It is. There's it, not a single contract. It, it you will get be out of. a big deal. If and when an NBA team comes calling, it's like, hey. Yeah, right now I say no deal. If he signs with someone, okay, big deal. He's back in the league. That's the goal, right? Okay. But even then, was it a big deal that he had a 10-day with the Knicks last year? No. They played him in one game. Ask Kurt Rambis if it was a big deal. Yeah, Kurt Rambis. Santa Clara grad. Thanks for that, brother. Brother. Ready? What did I just say? Kurt. Ready? I've got a few messages for Kurt. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is not, I'm not in a good mental place right now. Yeah. The day after St. Mary's. <laughs> And now the St. Mary's logo is on the scoreboard. Uh, oh, it's no. all over the Come place. On! It's all over the arena. 
Can can we block? Can we block that? There. <laughs> Thank you, BY, BYU Radio. <laughs> Up next on BYU Sports There's Nation, completely covered. Unfortunately, we have to relive have our to going for two picks. Time. How did the reverse curse of seventeen plus explode in Jerem's face? This is BYU Sports Nation. It happens. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from the Studio Orleans for the final time in 2017. Your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Hey, gymnastics is back on BYU TV. Friday, Friday. Yeah, against uh, the Fighting Jake Oldroyds of Arizona. 9 Eastern time on BYU TV. They're being called the Fighting Jake Oldroyds? Because they beat Arizona. Ah, remember? okay. Do you remember that? I, I do remember that. I rem- that feels like forever ago. <laughs> it was only six months. I know, months. It but crazy. it feels like such a long time Been ago. Been a long six months. Oh, my goodness. How are you coping with the result of last night's BYU St. Mary's game? At N. Aletto says... This was what I expected and feared. Looking forward to the NIT and hoping to get the University of Utah at home. I, don't I think hope that's BYU happening. just gets the. I hope they get the University of Utah. Period. In the tourney, it'd just be fun. It'd just be the buildup. Would be like, okay, yeah, the NIT it, adds a new level of intensity. It's right? going to take a couple days for me to get pumped for the NIT, right? I, I'm not pumped. Those, I'm not saying I'm pumped for the NIT. Right, those I'm, words don't compute for me very often. But if I were to tell you right now that BYU and Utah would play in the NIT, would that not I'm, make you a little bit excited? I'm intrigued, but I've got an open wound from St. Mary's still. Oh, settle down. You'll be watching spring training baseball in a few days. Like you, you, A few days. Tomorrow night. The wound will heal quickly, Jerem. You're right, it will. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace the idea. In the 80s. Embrace in the idea that Annaletta, Nicoletto brings up on yeah. BYU Sports Nation. Thank you, Nicholas. Yes, well played. Way to well, not talk that, to the I'm fans. I'm glad that we discussed Wait. that for a minute today. Uh, not so excited to discuss our going for two picks. Predict the future? These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. All right, here we go. We make our two picks before every BYU basketball game and hope that they come true. You're running out of time, bro. I know. It might. I'm, I, technically, I could be down to the final game, right? <laughs> down two. Could be one. Left. Number one. BYU will shoot a better percentage from the field than St. Mary's. Uh. <laughs> Again, I, I said this yesterday. I tabled it as... I'm I'm giving hopeful picks because if BYU does that, then they would have a shot to win. Yeah, uh, St. Mary's outshot the point BYU of the game by twenty four percent. Right, they outshot St. Mary's by or St. Mary's outshot BYU by twenty four percent. Okay, a Jack Bowers worth number two, Calvin Hermanson, the goggled wonder for St. Mary's racquetball Trash! first team All American will score fifteen or less. Yeah, he had fourteen, and here's the like thing in though: ten minutes, he didn't have to play for a lot of the second half. So I was praying that he would not come back into the game, and he didn't. So one one for two. I'm bummed you got that one. Oh, man. I wanted him to make another shot. Yeah, well, I, well of course you did. Okay, number one for me. So you go one for two. Uh, I said St. Mary's by 17+. plus. Swish! Backfire! The reverse curse was my hope there. Instead, I got it right. I didn't want to get that one right. 
No, it, it wasn't I didn't. reverse curse. It was the double reverse backfire. <laughs> All the reverse curse juice was used in Spokane. When BYU Every went ounce. down by 34, I'm like, oh my goodness, that's 17 times 2. 30, they were down and by at that 34. point, we were like, you know simple math. And then number two, Eric Meek will outscore Jock Lando by five plus points. Ha! <sighs> no, that didn't happen. Uh, Lando outscored Mika by 12. Yeah, so 22. We, Eric We both 10. went one for two. I'm plus two on you. There might be only one more game left. I hope not. I hope there's five games left. Yes. Okay, that's the max in the yeah. NIT for BYU. Yeah. We've been doing this game all football season, all basketball season. Okay? I don't know how I feel about We're this down game to the anymore. Wire. Like, R- really? After, Are you done with it? Well, after this season, I've liked that we've had a game like these prop bets of sorts. It's fun. I've enjoyed that. It's fun. Yeah. But it's a lot. It's a lot. Thirty-six and forty-six, and you're thirty-eight and forty-four. I that's feel like so I'm, much. I feel like I'm the Mariners. That is so. Yes, that's this the, is Major League Baseball. Yeah. So like the the you're picks the, become less and less relevant. <laughs> like baseball season in football, I like in it. September. In football, I like it because there are only like thirteen or fourteen games, right? Yeah. Like in bas- I, I don't think we should do this in basketball anymore. <laughs> Let's do it for every BYU baseball game. <laughs> no. Bone shaver will football. go. It's a good Two thing for, for football. Four. It's a good thing for football. My opinion after seeing so many picks, this needs to be done in basketball. So like, so like the countdown, we put it into the show, and then later we're like, oh, I regret. Yeah. Milk was a bad choice. <laughs> yeah. How are you coping with the result of last night's BYU Saint? Like complaining Mary's about going game. for two. Yeah. <laughs> like complaining about everything. <laughs> the scoreboard is going for two. <laughs> My life is over. Birds' heads are falling off. It, it took us to the listen, it There's was a... so it was so bad last night that we actually embraced Jason Shepard's countdown to like, the Portland State Vikings. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's how bad it By was. By the way, there's a bird up here. There's literally a bird. There's been a bird up here the last. Yeah, you can hear it. (laughs) There was a bird up here. Tweety is. I was like flying around. I thought it was a bat for a second this morning. You're like, oh, it's been up here all week. I'm like, there's a bird up here. What in the world? I'm surprised it hasn't visited the set. Up next, a few reasons for you all to be excited about the future of BYU sports within the Cougar Whip Round, like a top five win. We're talking about a top five win, Jerem. Ooh. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. The scoreboard's back. The scoreboard is back? No, no. Oh, we got it. We've been told we need to pull the blinds up. Okay. Okay, go ahead. I'm trying. There you go. (laughs) There you go. On BYU Radio, they're like, I have no idea what's going (laughs) on. But they have an all show. We're just blacking the screen on TV so that we don't have to stare at that ridiculous score. In fact, let's just whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. Lost West Coast Conference semifinals. St. Mary's 81 50. It's the worst loss in Dave Rose era and fewest points scored this season. Also, Eric Mika is on the All District 8 team. He was named the MVP of the region. Moral victory. Women's Basketball. Lost to St. Mary's 59 49 in the semifinals. Mackenzie Polsfer had 16 points in the loss. BYU. Could also get a bid to the WNIT and begin play next week. Football. Spring ball continued for BYU yesterday. They had practice number four. Head coach Kalani Stock told the media he wants more depth on the offensive line. Volleyball. Men's volleyball number three in the coaches' poll for a fifth consecutive week. BYU plays a pair of matches against number nine Pepperdine this weekend. 
Gymnastics. Shannon Hortman's awarded the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference Gymnast of the Week for a third time this season. BYU hosts Arizona Friday night, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Softball. McKenna Bull and Libby Sugg. The Sugg Life chose me. Help BYU sweep the WCC Weekly Awards in softball. Bull takes her third straight Pitcher of the Week honors. Sugg takes home Player of the Week honors after batting 467 in five games last week. And the Cougars are back in the top 25 at number 25. Swimming and diving. Kevin Drayson and Matt Denkers finished in the top 10 of the One Meter Championship yesterday and diving. The men and women's diving teams continued competition at the NCAA Zone E Diving Championships in Flagstaff, Arizona. Golf. Women's golf currently tied for second at the Meadow Club Women's Intercollegiate at 7 over par. Three Cougars finished in the top 10 after two rounds. Kendra Dalton in third. Brooklyn Hawker tied for fourth. And Alexandra White holding down the sixth spot. Lacrosse. Number four, BYU beat number two, Grand Canyon last yeah. night. Take that, Dan Marley. 13-7. to seven. Nicely done. Future guests include the head coach of the Batcats, Mike Littlewood. They're finally home. Yeah. They've been on the this road Thir- forever. Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday uh, will be on BYU TV. Saturday. Awesome. The, the theme of the season in losses has been like one or two runs. Like really close. Also, they haven't been yeah, blown out. That stinks. They have not been blown out. So they have they have battled, but have lost a number of games by one or two. They're four and six it's overall. Been, they've not been. They've not lost by thirty one. That's been a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time to come home and do some work. Today's rise and shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Jeremy, who do we give to today? Our crew. They've been great. We got here last Wednesday. We're leaving today. It takes a lot to get all of this done. We appreciate the effort from everybody and the cooperation of the West Coast Conference. Uh, to be here at the Gonzaga Invitational. It was great. All right. I second that, my friend. Our Twitter and, and, question today. And here's the turning hat. We never wore it all season, by the way. So We're supposed to end this on a high note. Why? End this on a high note. Why? Our elite tweet of the day will help do that. How do you cope with the St. Mary's loss? At one bald Cairo Duck says, I'm currently sitting in my hot tub with caffeinated soda, a candy bar, and practicing the St. Mary's face for next year. Like, he's sitting in caffeinated soda? No, he's sitting in the hot tub with his would, caffeinated soda. That would soda be cool, candy. though, if he was just sitting in Dr. Pepper, <laughs> like a massive tub of Dr. Pepper. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Dave Bailey. Peace out from Las Vegas. We'll see you back in Provo tomorrow.